Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. This is day 996 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. Creating a biblical worldview is important in order to have a proper perspective on today's current events. To establish a biblical worldview, it is required that we also have a proper understanding of God's Word. Especially in our Western cultures, we do not fully understand the scriptures from the mindset and the culture of the authors. In order to help us all have a better understanding of some of the more obscure passages in God's Word, we are investing Wisdom Wednesdays reviewing a series of essays from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. He has compiled these essays into a book titled, I Dare You Not to Bore Me with the Bible. Most of us are aware that the original and most copies of the scriptures did not have chapter or verse references because those were added much later. We have certainly come to depend on them in today's culture to locate passages that we are interested in. There are occasions in the scriptures where there are verses missing in some of the translations. Today's essay, we will look at one of those instances and find out why... Who took verse 4 out of my Bible? Most of us have read John chapter 5 verses 1 through 10, the story of a blind, paralyzed man at the bull of Bethsaida, and we might have read it many times. But I'll bet there's something that might have escaped your attention. While I usually remove the verse numbers in my script, I will leave them in for the passage for today. And this is John chapter 5 verses 1 through 10. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the Sheep Gate, was the Pool of Bethsaida, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, and paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew that he had been ill a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, You can't work on the Sabbath. The law does not allow you to carry your sleeping mat. Now if you read this passage very closely, you'll notice that verse 4 is missing. If you start with verse 1, then you realize that verse 4 is not there. Verse 4 is included in some versions like the NSAB, and the verse reads like this, For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring of the water, stepped in was made well from whatever diseases which they had been afflicted. The verse is not just missing in the New Living Translation from which I read, The situation is the same in the NIV, the ESV, the NSRV, the CEV, and the NET Bible. Now, if you use the NSAB or the NCV, you will see the verse there, but it's been placed inside brackets. Whereas the King James Version or the New King James Version contains verse 4 without any notation or demarcation. So what's going on here? Who took John chapter 5 verse 4 out of certain versions of the Bible and why? If you're using the study Bible that doesn't have verse 4 like I read from, you will likely see a note at the end of verse 3, or the beginning of verse 5 explaining why it isn't there. This is a textbook case of a disagreement between manuscripts of the Greek New Testament. 
The reason that the last part of John chapter 3 and all of verse 4 is missing in many versions is that it is not found in the earliest and most accurate manuscripts of the Gospel of John. Scholars who make a career out of comparing manuscripts, which are referred to as textual critics or paleographers, have discovered that roughly two dozen manuscript scribes put asterisk marks at that verse to warn the next scribe who would copy the manuscript that this verse was likely not in the original. To top it all off, four of the last five Greek words of what would be in John chapter 5 verse 4 aren't found anywhere else in John's writings. This suggests that John chapter 5 verse 4 does not belong in the New Testament, which explains why many modern Bible translations have admitted it. After the 1900s, translators used newer manuscripts which were discovered in the 1800s, which revealed that the verse was likely not in the original. That is why verse 4 is listed in the pre-1900s in the KJV as is, without any brackets, and the NKJV followed the KJV in this regard. Most recent Bible translations either omit it completely or retain the verse within brackets. This gives us a clearer picture of what the original product of inspiration looked like. Why would verse 4 not be included in the original New Testament? It is not because there's an angel in the story. The Bible has no problem with angels. They're all over the place, doing all sorts of things. But like today, there are many that deal in folklore or superstition about angels. The idea that the angel stirred the waters at a given time during the year was one such superstition. John chapter 5 verse 7 mentions the stirring or the bubbling up the water, but does not mention the angel. It is likely that John knew the belief about the waters of Bethsaida, but chose to leave it out for a specific reason. Perhaps he does not wish to endorse that an angel was stirring the water. But excluding the popular belief about the angel, John focuses reader on the healer who was indeed present, which was Jesus Christ. There are some lessons for all of us to learn about the case of the missing verse. First, we need to train ourselves to read the Bible closely. If we miss something like the normal ordering of numbering in John chapter 5, what else are we overlooking? Second, it pays to compare Bible versions. Even scholars who read Greek or Hebrew actively compare manuscript traditions. The work of another scribe or Bible translator can often direct our attention to something important. Third, we need to make sure that the content that we are preaching and teaching has a secure footing in the text. God moved people to invest their lives transmitting biblical texts. The least that we can do is to pay close attention. And that will conclude our essay for this week. Next Wisdom Wednesday, we will continue in the New Testament as we look at Dr. Heiser's next essay titled, What Walking on the Water Really Means. I believe that you'll find this another interesting topic to consider as we build our biblical worldview. Tomorrow, we will continue with our three-minute humor nugget that will provide you with a bit of cheer that will help you to lighten up and live a rich and satisfying life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to in the past 995 treks or read the Wisdom Journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, 
Lead with integrity and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward. Enjoy your journey and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.